welcome to the JAG podcast. My name is Anthony, and for those new to JAG, it stands for the Joint Advisory Group on GI Endoscopy. We were founded in 1994 and have been aiming to improve GI endoscopy services ever since. This podcast will aim to help you and your service understand more about JAG and the elements of becoming accredited. So today we're going to be going north of the border into Scotland and meeting Karen Boylan, who is the National Endoscopy Training Programme Lead for NHS Scotland Academy. So we've invited Karen on today to ask her about the journey that Golden Jubilee Hospital took towards achieving accreditation. So with all the introductions out of the way, Karen, very nice to have you on. How are you today? Yeah, thank you. I'm fine today, thank you. Excellent. And obviously, we're going to be talking about your journey towards uh, achieving JAG accreditation. So I think the first question I have for you was, uh, what was the motivation for looking to achieve JAG accreditation? Um, there was a there was a widespread around sort of beginning of 2021, there was a widespread recognition that the standard of endoscopy in Scotland was not where it should have been. Um, so the Scottish government um, funded the National Endoscopy Training Programme to be set up. At that time, there was only two training centres accredited in Scotland. So we we set out to develop the National Endoscopy Programme with a view to increasing the number of training centres as one of our um, performance indicators. So we had to achieve JAG accreditation to achieve that. At the time, I was the service manager in the Golden Jubilee and wasn't, wasn't in this current role um, and I, I was lucky enough to kind of be able, be able to take that on so I took on the process then um, and started you know started the process towards JAG accreditation with a view that we would hopefully get transcended accreditation as well and then in the end of 2021 I moved into this role but I was I suppose privileged in a way that I was allowed to carry on and gain the accreditation for the Jubilee because I'm still actually a Jubilee employee even although I've moved into this new role. The Academy is a joint collaborative between the Golden Jubilee and NHS Education for Scotland so I'm still employed by the Golden Jubilee and therefore was able to keep that the project on until we achieved accreditation. So it was really a national um, delivery. The, the Scottish Government also kind of recognised that there were a number of boards that were very close to accreditation, but there was a bit of a reluctance in you know, putting themselves forward for it. So, so they paid a private company to do a tabletop exercise with boards to look at, you know, so there was some JAG assessors on that, that private company who, who did the tabletop to look at you know how close we were and that, that was actually a real boost for the Golden Jubilee as well because it allowed us to see you know we really didn't have a huge amount of work to do we were a good unit and we really just had a, a few boxes to tick to be able to achieve accreditation so that that was a good boost and that exercise happened around Scotland with all other boards. It sounds like a lot of um, a lot of background work um, has gone into that and, and I like that the, the, the kind of work that you've had to kind of discover that you weren't that far away from accreditation. I, I, I think we often have conversations with services who are a little bit hesitant about going for it and they're, they're a little bit worried about a few things, but we, we try and encourage them just, just to kind of apply for the accreditation and, and go from there. You know, we, we look to get them about 80% ready and then we can kind of fill in the gaps as we go. Yeah. In terms of starting the accreditation, and starting that process, um, 
what was it like? I mean, I mean, you just said it was a bit pride, a bit of pride to kind of finish it. But what was it? What was it like that process starting that starting that journey? Um, it's a wee bit when you when you look at you know how many standards there are, it, it can be a wee bit overwhelming when you look at that at first. But um, what I what I first did was I pulled together. I, I um, took the PDF of one of the the documents that Jag provide and and used that changed it into a word document and used that as a basis for an action plan. Then so drew up you know so against each one where we were and actually who could provide the information against the standards and looked at then what we needed to develop from there. Um, at start, it was just me and the the clinical lead, so we worked quite closely to you know to, to go through that action plan. And actually, when you when you go through that way and pull it together into an action plan, you can clearly see which bits need some work, which is usually paperwork as opposed to anything clinically, um, and and where you're actually you know doing really well at that point. So once you've got the action plan done. It's less daunting because you can quite easily pick things off then. And we we um we often in our training sessions talk about you know getting that team of of people to co- go and do the accreditation, go and do the self assessments and the uploads. How how was that for you having that ability to share that out? Did that team become bigger? I know you mentioned two people there, but did that team become a little bit bigger and a little bit easier to manage doing all that workload? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. So I think there's no doubt you need somebody who knows the service, who has got time in their job plan to pull everything together and act, act I suppose, as a project manager in a way. So there, there's no doubt you need somebody with some you know, ring-fenced time to be able to do that each week. Um, but you need the rest of the team. And as I say, we, we did start with just myself and the clinical lead, but the unit then employed a lead nurse endoscopist and a senior charge nurse. And, and maybe just to let you understand, prior to that, the unit was very much enveloped in theatres and it was a theatre senior charge nurse who looked after general surgery and endoscopy. So there was a specific endoscopy senior charge nurse employed and a, a, a lead nurse for nurse endoscopist. And they were both brilliant at, at helping. I already, because I had been the service manager there, I already had really good working relationships with the booking team, with infection control and, and with the other departments that I had to liaise with. So although we didn't pull them into our team and our, our team's channel, I liaised really closely with them and they provided a lot of the you know the information that, that we needed um, for, for going for accreditation, a lot of the evidence. Um, but the core team of the you know the four or five of us worked really closely together. Then um, we met regularly on Teams and set up a Teams channel, which became the repository for all the information before we uploaded it. So everything went on there, which mean, meant everybody could view it and comment on it. And we've actually opened up that Teams channel to the rest of Scotland now, the rest of Scotland that are going forward for accreditation. So there's another three centres. We've obviously had East Lothian Community Centre just just recently achieved accreditation, and there's another three centres working towards. So um, so we've opened that Teams channel up to them as a repository for Scotland, because there's a lot of the, the templates and policies and things that actually are universal so why why not share it across Scotland and let others use that and just change you know change some of the 
tweak it basically to meet their needs. We also have a really active endoscopy users group at the Golden Jubilee that's been running for many years and is really active and, and really good at working through. So we've got representation from you know decontamination, from the nursing team, from the endoscopist team, from governance sit on it, the booking team sit on it, um, the, sec the medical secretary. So we've got you know we've got representation from a wide range there. So that team helped as well because we were able then to spread the word about what we were trying to do and spread that you know education with everybody through the endoscopy users group. So uh, that was that was one of the key things as well. That's really good to hear. Um, yeah, brilliant to hear that there's kind of that almost like a community being created yeah. of you know shared knowledge, and I think that's it's kind of what we're all about. We're looking to 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 kind of share. Uh, you know information amongst services you know to not make it as daunting and, and, and make it as easy easy as possible i think there are times when people do viewers as a, a you know kind of quite scary and and quite um authoritative um and i, I think we often have to have the conversations of you know we're, you know we're here to support you we're not here to kind of you know be um be all bad or anything like that so that's um that's really good to hear that that there is that buy-in from the rest of the rest of the services and rest of the people within the service as well so with that yeah. with that in mind obviously not everything always goes to plan uh you know along the way there's there's things that you have to adapt to there's things that you have to kind of overcome and a lot of it can be quite positive at the end of the day you know you can look back and go oh we did that and we did that really well whether any kind of specific hurdles that you had to overcome and if so you know how did you how did you manage to do that yeah, I think I think the biggest the biggest thing was getting the eye heme audit done because eye heme audits are not something that happen in Scotland. So when I and and authorised engineers are a, a rare breed in Scotland. So so it it's not that you you each board doesn't have an authorised engineer. There's a very small team of them that work with NHS Assure, which is a centralised service in Scotland, and they support all boards with decontamination along with you know the NHS assure covers building work and various other aspects as well but but the authorised engineers support all decontamination across Scotland so when I made the request initially to to have the IEM audit done there was a bit of why why do you need that because nobody had ever done it before in Scotland so um, we got it done eventually but it has created a huge pressure on their workload because um, it, it was, you know, it's they are a very small team and it's not something that's necessary in Scotland because we have our own audits. So, um, so there has been a bit of, you know, head scratching about how they manage that. If more and more centres in Scotland do go forward for accreditation, and you know, could it be that actually for JAG that the Scottish the Scottish audits that are already done are acceptable as opposed to IHEM, which is not currently. But that was the biggest. That was the biggest barrier was was getting that done, and I suppose as well having to have it done. And we had a mobile unit at the time, so having to have it done in the mobile unit as well. Um, and the, and both both our board decontamination and the mobile unit both came out of it in in green with no you know no major actions to to take forward. So once it was done, it was it was easy enough. It was just actually getting that done and getting that resource um, to do it. Um, what else were the barriers um, or challenges? I, I don't know that there was anything else that was 
um, major, to be honest, that um, that, that was probably the, the main thing. I suppose maybe the only other thing was from a Golden Jubilee perspective was that we have quite an outdated um, endoscopy reporting system at the moment, and so it doesn't link to NED, so, so we couldn't get that automatic download. So I had to download it from the system, print it out, and then manually transfer onto Excel spreadsheets, which was quite a laborious exercise to upload for, for evidence. Um, the good news is that Scotland's done a national procurement of a modern, up-to-date endoscopy reporting system, and that's been rolled out across Scotland. So, um, so the Golden Jubilee is one of the first adopters of that. So going forward, it'll be easier, but I suppose that was a, that was a real challenge doing it. Um, and the other thing, I suppose, was keeping people to time scales because it was fine it was fine for me as the project manager and there, there was quite a lot that I could, and you know I could go into we've got a SharePoint site at the Jubilee with all of our policies on so I could go on and pull the policy and, and have it ready for upload and um, you know there's quite a lot I could do without disturbing people but there were things that I really needed you know the senior charge nurse or the clinical lead to provide me with um, and they've both got busy clinical schedules. So you felt sometimes like you were nagging to get information. And, you know, I must have been the bane of their life at times. But um, but you do need somebody that, that you know, as my mum would say, is about like a dug with a bone and keeps on it, you know, to, to be able to get, get the information back from everybody. Because they are busy and, you know, giving, giving you information isn't their priority when they've got patients to see. So, but yeah, but other than that, it was fairly straightforward. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know what you mean there by by kind of, uh, you know, the keeping everyone to time and kind of trying to drag that information out of them. It can be quite hard, but obviously with a, with a big team that you had, I, I imagine that kind of went a little bit more smoothly than than, uh, than it w- wouldn't, would if you didn't have a big team. Yeah, so with the, with the assessment day itself, were there any kind of nerves coming up to that, coming up to that day or were you fully prepared happy and ready ready and ready to go i think we felt as if we were fully prepared but i think there was still no doubt there was nerves <laughs> and and to be fair the assessors were all lovely the assessors were all, all made you feel at ease as soon as they came in and when they were going around the units speaking to staff they were all they were all lovely and 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 put people at ease so so from that point of view when it did go very well i think you're always nervous on the day of when you've got an inspection of some description, you always feel those butterflies. But but it actually went as smooth as it, it could have done. Um, we were of course all gutted when we got a six month deferral, but um, but we soon got over that and get back to the challenge of pulling all the information together to um, try and narrow that time down a bit. Yeah, I think the the deferral process kind of scares people because of the name, I think, but. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. just us giving you more time to get those those actions done, and we try and reiterate that with our, in our training sessions and and information that we give out. And, and there are quite a few services that go through it, and we kind of try and support you through that as well. But it's great to hear that the the assessors kind of came in and made you feel nice and comfortable and, and relaxed and and things like that. That's that's absolutely brilliant to hear. Just in terms of you know when you're going through that process, uh, more trying to share some knowledge now with with people who may be listening. Were there any kind of quick wins that you kind of discovered during during the process? Um, I can't think of anything specific, but, but I think um, 
pulling together everything into that action plan at the start quite easily showed you that actually you've got a good service and there's a lot of good practice going on here so so it gives give you that boost to carry on you know you didn't didn't do the action plan and think this is going to take forever you know once the action plan was actually done and and looked at each criteria and what actually was needed um you kind of think actually we're doing okay you know and and, and it became fairly straightforward so i don't i don't think there was you know any quick wins as such but but it was fairly straightforward and there was a lot that was easy to evidence because we were doing it as part of our normal routine practice following on kind of from that i know you just mentioned there the action plan which it kind of sounds like a bit of a, a nice tip and i do kind of ask our like guests uh, quite often what would your top tips be for gaining accreditation yeah i think yeah definitely definitely um pulling together an action plan right at the beginning and and assigning those actions to people and um, I think having an active endoscopy users group where you've got wide representation from your your board in it is an, another tip that, that makes life a, a huge amount easier and definitely having somebody who knows the unit knows the processes and but has time in their job plan to project manage it and pull all the information together because even the even the upload although it's really straightforward and easy to do it just takes time to do so um so i think you know you really need to make sure you've got somebody that knows the processes that's got the time to do that absolutely i think that is that is probably one of the key tips that we try and get across and it's good that you services is starting to understand that as well and i'm sure people listening will take a lot away from that karen i'd just like to thank you for today i think that's been really helpful and i'm sure plenty of services up and down the country in scotland in england in, in ireland as well and, and maybe in new zealand will be listening to that as well and thinking yeah jag accreditation is, is something that we can do and we can achieve thank you for listening today we hope you found it informative We have more interviews to help you and your service available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can keep up to date with all things JAG by checking out our website, thejag.org.uk and our Twitter, at JAG underscore endoscopy. I'd just like to say a big thank you to Karen again. It's really appreciated um, you've been on the show and we will see you next time.